everyone. Welcome to the latest edition of the White Horse Rides. I'm Mark Stephen. Before we go any further, if you can take the time to subscribe, share, or leave a comment, much appreciated. On today's show, we recap a visit from CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi. Calgary was his first stop on his cross-country tour. He had several events in Calgary, including a news conference. Well, since we've got some time, I thought we'd hear what he had to say on several aspects of the league. The first and most obvious question is, the state of the league. After a cancelled 2020 season and an abbreviated 2021 season, the league has weathered two of its toughest years. So how exactly is the league positioned? Here's Ambrosi. As I reflect on these past two years, and I'm often uh, am often reminded of the Winston Churchill quote: "Never waste a crisis," and we didn't. You know, we used the we used uh, what was a very tough period. We used it to build a revenue sharing model, which has been literally 40 years absent for this league, and we now have a model that's going to be put into place for 2022. And I think it's exciting because for far too long we've let our we've let our less successful franchises languish on their own and, uh, and that's led us to ownership turnover. I think we are in much much better shape now with uh, what we call our TSP which is our, our version of revenue sharing. You know we did a, a lot of work on our cost model to make sure that we're, that we're built right for the future and, we're, and I feel like we're in excellent shape there. Uh, the relationship with Genius is another reason why I'm optimistic. Why? Watch that, and if you can spare two hours, watch it. You'll see in where, in what they are, and where they're going. Why a partnership with a world-class organization like Genius is going to help to take us to new and better places. Well, certainly that's a desired goal, but it's a goal not always realized. Well, let's dive deeper into that. There's a collective agreement to be signed, so. How do things look right now, Randy? I believe that we are going in um, with a remarkably good attitude, a remarkably with really good intentions, with the idea of, of talking about important issues and trying to find solutions together as partners. Uh, you know what the outcome will be the outcome, but I think going in, both sides are are prepared to uh, to really engage in a positive conversation. Does that meeting yesterday sort of qualify as the beginning of collective bargaining negotiations, or is there a specific date? I mean, I, like, yeah. You know, I, I again, you'd probably have to talk to a labor lawyer and, and ask, uh, you know, f what the formal definition is. What I'd say is I think we've been doing everything we can to kind of set the stage for, you know, the, the kickoff. We have a couple more groups we want to share uh, with the players before we, re you know, really get down to start to start talking about issues. Uh, one of them is we want to introduce them to Genius Sports and, and have Genius do a presentation so the players understand the full power of that platform and uh, and I and I've asked TSN to to speak to the players because really that relationship between TSN the players and the league is really a three-party relationship and we all rely on each other so you know again even some of those things are representative of a, of a mindset that we're thinking about the players as our partners in the future of the game and how do we work together as partners to build a you know I say a, a long-term you know mutually beneficial um, relationship and a partnership together. 
Now the challenge? Get working on it and get the deal signed. Get talking. At his annual Grey Cup news conference in Hamilton, Ambrosi was full of enthusiasm for the league's partnership with the very modestly named Genius Sports. It's a company that will help the league look for new ways to do business. Here's Ambrosi on this company. Genius really has three core businesses. They have a sports technology uh, business, uh, they have a betting technology business, and they have a broadcast technology business. And in the, in the sports technology realm, it's uh, it's it's a it's a number of things. One of them, from a from a marketing lens, they will have and have the capability for us to help us reach into um, and and develop fan specific marketing strategies. So you you'll have a fan, you'll see that a fan's got a particular interest in a certain thing. They can customize uh, marketing messages and marketing strategies for individual fans so you know uh, an example would be um, you know they a fan a, a sports fan a football fan in Toronto um, downloads an article about a player from the University of Calgary a, dyn- a dino and they're able to then say to that fan um, that player is playing at BMO field on Friday night against the against the Stampeders and they can do again their technology platform allows them to build highly customizable, very specific marketing strategies. Tremendous fan engagement. Another element of their platform is uh, through their Second Spectrum technology. So Second Spectrum is essentially, they they are going to install in our CFL um, stadiums, they're going to install these incredibly sophisticated cameras. And they, it sounds dramatic, and I might not be perfectly accurate in my description, but they literally capture thousands of frames a second. So it's the technology that will allow them, allow us at some point to uh, on TV to have that the players running, you know, 24.5 miles an hour. Uh, it's the stuff, the augmentations, uh, augmentation um, capabilities where for a younger audience, you can do the slime trail. You probably saw the NFL do that with their Nickelodeon platform. So it's going to be an opportunity for us to, be, to consider having a, a, a second feed that's entirely about kids. Well, I hope they can live up to those enormous goals. It sounds like the league is married to genius. Is that good? I guess we'll see. And you knew he couldn't escape our city without a question about a new stadium. You know, I've said this uh, for the past five years. I am always going to be an advocate for a new stadium here in Calgary for the Stamps. Why? Uh, If you look at the past 25 years, this has been the most successful franchise in the league over the past 25 years. It's an incredibly well-run organization. You know, I I would need to stop and say, you know, my admiration for, for John Bean and all that John stands for and the kind of partner John has been to the league during these past two years for John Huffnagel, for Coach D, this entire organization is professional and thoughtful. I think at some point, uh, you know, we need to turn our turn our attention to making sure that the you know the Stamps play in a world class facility, and that their fans um, you know fans enjoy the same level of uh, of luxury, I suppose, but uh, just a quality of venue as we see in other you know you you know um, the development of the mosaic in a state. In, in in Regina, uh, Investors Group Field in Winnipeg, uh, Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton. 
Well, to be candid, McMahon Stadium is quite similar to the stadium he played in in the mid-1980s. We continue to hope for great news in that area. Listen, we appreciate you listening. More podcasts will be coming up, so please share, leave a comment, or subscribe. I'm Mark Steven as the White Horse Rides. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.